Does anyone have a bit of a wandering mind? Yeah? Can I get a show of hands? You just, you all just made me feel so much better about myself. (laughs) Because, you know, like when uh, you're doing something and only a few minutes in, your mind just starts to go somewhere else. Uh, Look, or you go off on mental tangents. This happens to me too frequently. I've been listening to an audio book this week. Uh, I don't listen to many audio books, but I was like, I need to get through this book. I really want to listen to it. I really want to read it. And I don't quite have the time to sit down and read. So I've been listening to this audio book. But has anyone done audio books before? I reckon about two minutes, I concentrate for two minute little bursts. And then suddenly I am thinking about something else. And then I hear the next chapter being announced in my ear. I'm like, I have no idea where I'm up to. Uh, I've, I've persisted. I haven't even gone back. I'm just like, I'll catch up. I'll catch up on the story. It'll be fine. But uh, now look, it could be that I have ADHD. I don't know. Maybe there's suggestions that, you know, there, there could be some of that present. But, but I think it's something that all of us do, right? Our minds wander. We, we start to think about different things. It's hard to concentrate for a long time. Who knows that we're a bit pre-programmed now? I watch my daughter on YouTube and it's five second clips, you know, rolling through. So anyway, I won't go off on that tangent, speaking of tangents. But this morning is actually a tangent from what I had planned to do this morning, what I had planned to preach on. We've spent, we've spent the last few weeks looking from the book of John Does anybody remember some of the signs from John, some of the miracles in John's gospel? We looked at the water to wine. We looked at the healing of the uh, official son. And last week, uh, Baz preached about the good news of Christmas from John, which is the word became flesh. And I love the message translation, which says, and and moved into the neighborhood. Yeah. So we looked at that last week. And, uh, and I was supposed to be looking at one of the other miracles today. And as I was preparing, uh, I, my mind started to wander. I was reading this story, but there were two characters in it that kept popping up and it made me think of another story. Uh, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the original uh, scripture that I was going to look at at some point. I promise we're not going to miss out on that. But uh, I want to look... At uh, the, the miracle we're going to look at is Lazarus being raised from the dead. Amazing story where Jesus, we see Lazarus come alive. It's the, it's the story in which the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept, is in. Uh, so we'll look at that another time. But there's two main characters in that story, Mary and Martha. And my mind kept moving from the Lazarus story back to Mary and Martha over and over again. And we're going to be looking from Luke's gospel this morning. So I'm going to interrupt the the program by looking at this scripture together. And what I believe this morning, the Holy Spirit is leading us to, yeah? Who knows our minds wander sometimes, but there's other times where the Holy Spirit is prompting us and leading us and trying to get our attention. So we're going to have a look at this scripture together, Luke 10. Thanks, Nath. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way 
to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Let's pray and we'll, we'll explore this together. God, you are good. Uh, we have sung of your goodness. We have heard uh, testimony of your goodness and kindness. We thank you for your word, that your word is living, that it has truth for us and it, uh, it points us, it points us to Jesus. So this morning we ask Holy Spirit that you point us to Jesus, that you teach us. May we be humble enough to receive your instruction this morning. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Is there anyone else in the room who's still trying to figure out how to fit in everything before Christmas? Yeah, a few of us maybe. Uh, we have... We have school events. I know most school events are starting to wrap up now, but we've had a, a whole heap of school events. Who knows that there's work dinners to go to? Who knows that there's work that you have to finish before Christmas as well? There's deadlines. Uh, who knows that there's many family events? Look, our family has many, many Christmas events. We've created our own traditions. You guys should celebrate uh Christmas Adam with us this year. That is before Christmas Eve. The day before Christmas Eve is Christmas Adam. Thank you, Dan, for coming up with that a long time ago. We used to eat fish and chips and wear Viking horns. And there's a song about it. Anyway, don't ask me why. But who knows that we have lots of family events, don't we, around Christmas? We have, uh, as well as Christmas shopping. Yeah, Christmas shopping. Who does some Christmas baking? Anybody do some Christmas baking? We have a broken oven at the moment, and so I'm devastated because I'm waiting for gingerbread. Anyone else love gingerbread? Uh, ask Susie for it. Put in an order with Susie. Her gingerbread is fantastic. Uh, but who knows? December, December gets crazy, doesn't it? Let alone... We as a church put on extra things as well. We have carols next weekend. Can I just, again, plug carols? Next Saturday, across the road, come for the afternoon from four o'clock. We have some carnival and fun things. Christmas carol starts at six. We have a lineup of singers that, oh, unbelievable. Out of this world, you should come and have a listen. Uh, but it's a great way for us in our neighbourhood to tell the Christmas story, the good news of who Jesus is. Um, but we have a whole heap of events, right? Uh, us as a family, we've had to draw up a separate calendar just for December. Has anyone else had to do that? We're like, it's so overwhelmed. We've got, you know, like our, our calendars on our phones, but we've had to draw up just to fit everything in, just so we don't miss a detail, right? Well, we thought we had planned it really, really well until Friday afternoon when we got a call 
from our eldest son, who's, he is only 12, to let us know, hey, mum and dad, uh, it's one o'clock and school finished at 12. Where are you? Could you please pick me up? Luckily, he had some good mates and they went to Hungry Jack's and he thought it was the best time ever. But we missed the detail. We missed that he finished school at 12 o'clock on Friday. Back in my day when we didn't have fun, I just would have had to walk home, yeah? But, oh. and I, yep, and break in a window because I didn't have a key. But anyway, uh, Christmas, December, can get crazy. Now look, I get it. Does anyone else love Christmas? I love Christmas. I love, I, can I tell you, even as a parent of three young kids, I still love school events. I think they're the best. I, I have heard some terrible music. I have seen some very, very average plays. But can I tell you that I love every moment of it. It's, it's joyful. It brings, like it warms my heart. I love this time of year. I love singing carols. Is anyone ever sick of carols? I never get sick of carols. I love carols. I love giving gifts. Who, who loves giving gifts? Yeah. Does anybody just prefer receiving them? Anyone in the room? Oh, yeah, there's a couple. Fair enough. Getting gifts is good, but I love giving gifts. And I would say ranking in the top two is the food of Christmas, right? Christmas food is amazing. I love Christmas lights, uh, but I really love the food. Yeah, love lights, but I really love the food. I get why we get busy, right? It's such a good time of year. We want to pack in as much as we can. We want to go to all the events. We want to sing all the carols. We want to, we want to experience it. And in Scripture, in this story, we see Martha. And Martha is busy, isn't she, in the story? She's busy preparing a big dinner, our translation said this morning. Now, I think sometimes we look at this story and we go, Martha, you're doing the wrong thing. Why, why are you so busy doing all the prep? But who knows that Martha was doing exactly what she was supposed to be doing. She had guests in her house. She had a, a house full of guests. It said Jesus and the disciples were there. And, and hospitality was a big deal in, in uh, Jewish culture. In fact, in most cultures around the world, hospitality is a really big deal. Uh, and so she was doing what she thought was the right thing. And we can be quick to give her a hard time in this story. I know this, this story is a pretty familiar one for those who have grown up in faith. She was working hard. But we see Martha get so caught up in the preparation that she misses the encounter that Mary had, right? Can you see where the Holy Spirit might be leading us? this morning, considering Christmas this year. In all the busyness, in all the prep for Christmas, for the events, for the dinners, for the, for the actual day itself, are we prepared to learn from Mary this morning? 
I have one simple message, one simple idea this morning for you. Let's not miss the encounter. Let's not miss the encounter. We can do all the prep, and prep is good. We see, Martha, what she was doing is, is good stuff. Who knows that we need to prepare. We need to set calendars. But what I want to pass on, this simple message this morning is, in our preparation, let's not miss the encounter that we can have with our living God. Over the next couple of weeks, even though we've got the calendar all set every day, are you taking time to just be with Jesus? To sit in awe and worship, not just so caught up in the preparation that we miss this encounter. My prayer for you this Christmas, my prayer for, for me this Christmas, isn't that just isn't to just have great events, isn't to have a good time singing as many carols as I possibly can or eating as much food as I can. It's not even for you to remember the Christmas story this year, but I want you to have an encounter with the living God. We looked, our, our dad looked last week at, at this scripture that God is with us, that, that God put on flesh and moved into the neighbourhood, that God is with us. Who knows that that's good news? Emmanuel, God is with us. It's good news of Christmas. I love that we have a God who moves closer and closer to us. Isn't that good? A God who, you know, we look in the Old Testament and we think of a God who, who might be a bit further away. But we see through the Bible and we see through Scripture a God who moves closer and closer towards us. And at Christmas, we get to celebrate this idea that God came to earth to move closer and closer to us. God with us is good news. It's a loving stance that God takes with us. But my challenge this morning is what's our posture towards Him? You see, Mary and Martha had God with them, didn't they? In the house, God, Jesus comes to dinner. He comes uh, to their house, to Martha's house. And we see a different response from both women. Now, I'm not saying one is, one is more, uh, they, they're both kind of, equal as far as what their response were. I think we quite often have a go at Martha too much. But, but God was with them. What was their posture towards him though? We have a God who's so good. He moved close to us. That's so good. I want to tell the world about that. But who knows that we have a response to? Are we going to just be busy preparing or will we sit in awe and wonder. Now, will we this Christmas move closer to God? Mary, um, it's interesting, I was reading commentary from a guy called N.T. Wright. N.T. Wright's this scholar, very knowledgeable guy. And he actually says that Mary in this story breaks some big cultural norms to be close to Jesus. You see, N.T. Wright suggests that Martha 
wasn't so much angry that Mary wasn't pulling her weight in work. It was actually that Martha was really embarrassed that Mary would dare sit in the room with the men sitting with Jesus. She was in the men's space. But can I tell you that there's some good news in this for us this morning? And it's a message that we've heard many times. Can I tell you this morning, no matter who you are, no matter where you've come from, you are invited to move closer to Jesus. Jesus doesn't kick Mary away, say, no, Mary, this isn't your space. We see Jesus invite Mary to sit. In fact, He, he kind of encourages her, doesn't He? Saying, Mary is, she sees what's in front of her. She's doing the right thing. This morning, I said the message was simple. I want you to encounter Jesus. I want you to not just know that God is with us, but for you to move closer to Jesus this morning. To sit in awe and wonder as to who He is. King of kings, Lord of lords. So we are going to again worship together. Again, familiar words, maybe, maybe it's a new song for you, I I don't know, but we're just going to posture ourselves right now. This morning, we're going to take a break from the prep, take a break from the busyness, and we're going to worship. We're going to draw close to Jesus. We're going to learn from Mary. We're going to just sit at the feet of Jesus draw near to Him. My prayer this morning is that we don't just remember the Christmas story again, but we encounter a living God. Can we pray? Let's pray. God, You are good. We thank You for Your Scripture that keeps pointing us to truth. We thank You for this Christmas time where we remember that You're a God who moves closer and closer to us. We thank You, Jesus, that that the Word, You put on flesh and that You moved into the neighbourhood. God, we thank You for the many miraculous things in the Christmas story. But right now, in the middle of our prep, in the middle of our busyness, we just want to sit and encounter You. We want to sit in awe and worship You, Jesus. Holy Spirit, prepare our minds. God, we just pray right now that You still our minds, that our minds don't wander, that we don't think about the next thing, we don't think about what's happening later this afternoon, but instead... We are present right here, right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're with us, that you point us to Jesus, that you uh, that you want us to encounter Jesus right now. Come and move, Holy Spirit. I'm going to invite you, if you're able, to stand, and we're going to sing. I also... Uh, I would love to pray for you if you're wanting prayer this morning. 
if you want prayer for that encounter, you have something that's going on that you need prayer for, who knows that we can come to God? He, he's drawn close to us so we can draw close to Him. So just as always, uh, I'm going to be standing by the cross. And if you need prayer for anything this morning, I'd love to pray with you and for you. But other than that, we're going to sing and we're going to take some space right now to worship Jesus.